Chapter thirty three of the Country Parson His Character and Rule of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rick Vina. The Country Parson his character and rule of life by george herbert chapter thirty three the parson's library the country parson's library is a holy life for besides the blessing that that brings upon it there being a promise that if the kingdom of god be first sought all other things shall be added even itself is a sermon for the temptations with which a good man is beset and the ways which he used to overcome them being told to another whether in private conference or in the church are a sermon he that hath considered how to carry himself at table about his appetite if he tell this to another preacheth and much more feelingly and judiciously then he writes his rules of temperance out of books. So that the parson, having studied and mastered all his lusts and affections within, and the whole army of temptations without, hath ever so many sermons ready penned as he hath victories. And it fares in this as it doth in physic. He that hath been sick of a consumption and knows what recovered him is a physician so far as he meets with the same disease and temper and can much better and particularly do it than he that is generally learned and was never sick and if the same person had been sick of all diseases and were recovered of all by things that he knew there were no such physician as he both for skill and tenderness just so it is in divinity, and that not without manifest reason. For though the temptations may be diverse in diverse Christians, yet the victory is alike in all, being by the self-same spirit. Neither is this true only in the military state of a Christian life, but even in the peaceable also, when the servant of God, freed for a while from temptation, in a quiet sweetness, seeks how to please his God. Thus the parson, considering that repentance is the great virtue of the gospel, and one of the first steps of pleasing God, having for his own use examined the nature of it, is able to explain it after to others. And particularly, having doubted sometimes, whether his repentance were true, or at least in that degree it ought to be, since he found himself sometimes to weep more for the loss of some temporal things than for offending God, he came at length to this resolution, that repentance is an act of the mind, not of the body, even as the original signifies, and that the chief thing which God in scriptures requires, is the heart and the spirit, and to worship him in truth and spirit. Wherefore, 
in case a Christian endeavor to weep, and cannot, since we are not masters of our own bodies, this sufficeth. And consequently, he found that the essence of repentance, that it may be alike in all God's children, which, as concerning weeping it cannot be, some being of a more melting temper than others, consisteth in a true detestation of the soul, abhorring and renouncing sin, and turning unto God in truth of heart and newness of life, which acts of repentance are and must be found in all God's servants. Not that weeping is not useful where it can be, that so the body may join in the grief as it did in the sin, but that so the other acts be. That is not necessary, so that he is truly repents who performs the other acts of repentance when he cannot more as he that weeps a flood of tears. This instruction and comfort the parson getting for himself when he tells it to others becomes a sermon the like he doth in other christian virtues as of faith and love and the cases of conscience belonging thereto wherein as st paul implies that he ought romans two he first preacheth to himself and then to others End of chapter 33